One of your strengths since you've been here is just the versatility, but it seemed you were able to contribute in, in a multitude of areas, even more so than you normally do. What was the key? What was, why are you able to be so more effective tonight? Um, I just think that, uh, you know, the, uh, the guys are finding me a lot and, and, and pick and roll actions, and, uh, and I was able to make plays. You know, that's that's how I like to play. Um, and, and, you know, I felt that, you know, they really played through me a lot, and, uh, and I just try to make the game easy. That's, you know, that's what it's all about. It seemed that there were more opportunities for you to, to get your own office because usually you're looking for others and guys are getting open, but it seemed that they made a kind of a conscious effort to really kind of get you in position to score. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was able to get some post-ups. Uh, uh, they, they weren't really helping, so they were kind of just leaving one-on-one, and, and uh, you know, I just took advantage of that. As a veteran against, uh, you know, young, talented guy like Carl Anthony, do you try to give him some things to think about out there? Um, well, t- uh, he's been playing amazing, um, you know, just putting up ridiculous numbers. And uh, my biggest thing was, uh, you know, just to try to stay between him and the basket and, uh, and you know, really just, you know, make it tough for him because he, you know, he has a, a lot of scoring ability and, um, and, uh, and, and, you know, just trying to contain him. And I think uh, we did a good job as a group just, you know, really making it uh, hard on him. You guys have had games where when you've played well and you come back the following night, you just don't seem to have that same edge about you, but it seemed you guys picked up where you left off against Chicago and just really did the things you need to do to beat this team. Uh, yeah, you know, I was uh, I was happy with our group um, for, like you said, second consecutive game, being able to put a good performance like this. And uh, and you know, I think we we need to understand the sense of urgency. It doesn't matter who we play, what their record is. You know, we're playing for bigger things, so we have to make sure that. We start building these these habits, uh, especially on the on the defensive end. Is it more challenging to, to build those habits and keep that mindset when you're playing a team like the Brooklyn Nets coming up, a team that has really struggled most of this season? It can be, but um, you know, we we need to grow as a group. Um, you know, we uh, you know this team tonight here, uh, we knew they were dangerous, and uh, and, uh, and and any team in this league can you know can beat you at any given night. So. It's just important that we play the right way. I think that's the, the one thing I can I can tell you. It doesn't have to do in this with consistency. Just play the right way, and, and we'll be fine. And it seems with this starting group, this was, I think, the 28th game you guys have actually been able to play together, which isn't a whole lot when you <laughs> no. think about where we are in the season. Not at all. What's the key going forward for you guys to really continue to build off of what has been a very impressive record when you guys have been able to play together? Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, for us is keep getting as familiar as we can. I feel like our defense is really solid, and um, and just uh, you know just keep building it. Um, like you said, only 28 games. You know, hopefully we can play the remainder as many games as we can until the, the playoffs, and and, uh, and just get more comfortable with each other. Alan, you guys had a rough patch in the first quarter. Like, how did you find yourself in that, and how did you get yourself out? Uh, yeah, I felt like we started really well, actually. Um, I think it was from the six-minute mark down that, that, that they really went on a road on a run, and um, you know I, I think that you know we got lazy there a little bit, and, and then we just kind of picked it back up, um, started on the defensive end, and um, and uh, and then on offense we, we had some really good ball movement, um, and, and we were able to cut into their lead and and, uh, and get some momentum going into the half. It seemed your bench tonight was able to be effective both in terms of scoring the ball and defensively for you guys. Yeah, yeah, it's um, you know I feel like our guys, 
you know, now that we're, we're back at full strength, everybody, you know, is figuring out, you know, how they can impact the game, what they need to do, and, and you know, they did a really good job uh, stepping in tonight. How critical is it for you, Al? Because um, you guys have now won 10 home games in the last 11. Is it to really just dominate the home floor, especially when you think beyond the regular season? I think it's just for us at this point, play good basketball and, yeah, take advantage of these home games. It's important that we take them a game at a time, but we, we protect our home court. Um, you know, we need to play well, and, uh, and we need to take advantage of these home games. Al Avery was in here talking earlier about saying that you might be one of the best passers on this team. Is passing been something that for you you've been focusing on in this season? Uh, I've always been, you know, it's always been one of my priorities. I feel like one of my strengths is, is you know, to be able to, um, you know, make the right play, uh, pass the ball. Uh, I've always, that's always has come easy to me. And um, and our guys, they do they do a really good job of cutting and uh, and, and making the passes easy. So um, uh, it, it's, it's been fun. Coach talked about specifically going through the offense through you tonight. Was that something that you felt was more of a focus tonight than maybe other games? Um, probably. I think you know just the way that they were defending us. We're really um, putting me in positions to, to make plays. Christian, how was your experience in China? How do you think it helped you? It was pretty good, pretty good. I mean, it was a great experience for me to go over there as an import player. Uh, I have more responsibilities. And it was actually a great season. Uh, we lost in the first round, but uh, we made the playoff, and it was the goal. Do you feel like, I mean, you could have obviously stayed here, but by going over there, it, it Help you because you got to play a lot more? Yeah, uh, I have more confidence. Uh, it was great for me because I had to take care of the ball and uh, make the play for the team. Uh, offensively, uh, I get better defensively too, so it was great. And now that you're here, what's the plan? Uh, I got to see a doctor for my ankle, uh, and I'm just going to wait for the result, and we're going to see what's going to happen next. So playing in Maine is a possibility, though? Uh, it could be a possibility. So, I mean, uh, I want to play, but we're going to see, uh, we're going to wait for the doctor and see what happens. Is there still some pain? Uh, yeah, just a little bit. Uh, we're going to do some MRI, X-ray and everything, so yes, we're gonna, just going to check. You played in game five, though, after? The yeah, game. after the ankle, I mean, it was it was the last game, so I had to play. Uh, I played a couple of minutes, and I didn't feel anything, but uh, it's been two weeks I didn't play, so we're just going to check. I feel good to be back, to be here and be able to work with the trainers and get that kind of rehab on your ankle and just get the right? Yes, definitely. Definitely feel good to be here around those guys. Uh, I, I played with a couple guys in the summer league. But, yeah, it's feel, feel really good. I'm really happy to be here. I'm going to enjoy the, the, the game tonight. How much different does it feel when you came in in the summertime and then now where you, you've got a little bit under your belt now and you've accomplished it? How much different does it feel from, from last summer being here? Because I, I know now I'm here to play. So it's... It's, it's really different. I'm, I'm going to come here to play, so be with the, the Celtics team and uh, just try to make it. Gershon, were there some things that the Celtics gave you before the season that they wanted you to focus on as far uh, as development? Emphasively, uh, play on the plus up, uh, still have my three-point shot, and just play with confidence and do my best. Do you feel like you were able to work on those things? Uh, yes, yes. My, my, my three-point shot is, is better. Uh, offensively, I'm good. Uh, I have a lot of confidence, and uh, I'm just ready to play. Have you been able to watch them play at all? Yes, yes, because uh, in China, the game was in the morning, so uh, I catch uh, some games, and they've been doing very great. Uh, they have an incredible season, so it was was really great and fun to watch them play. Did they talk to you about next year's possibilities at all? What are your thoughts on what you want to do next year? 
we, we didn't talk about anything yet. Uh, I just I just got here a couple of days ago, so uh, it's still, still early. What but about the, your thoughts? I mean, you had said this year you wanted to play in the NBA. And yeah, I mean, I, I mean, uh, I hope I, I can just make the team and, and play with those guys, and um, I'm ready for it. Are there any players in the NBA right now you compare your game to? Uh, I might say Draymond Green. Uh, he's been having a couple incredible games. So I think, yeah, the, the comparison with Draymond Green is good. About the technical fouls, all right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> no technical for me. <laughs> when uh, beginning of the summer, uh, assistant coach Micah Shrewsbury called you the big dancing bear, kind of stuck a little bit. Do you like, are you embracing that? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's funny. It's, it's really funny. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm really happy with the, the name. Do you have any other nicknames? Did you and Fran uh, No, they call me G. Uh, I think it's simple and it's fine. Now, is your plan to stay through here, like through June, or do you know exactly how long you're going to be uh, around? I, I don't really know yet. Uh, we didn't make the plan yet, but today I'm here and I'm enjoying it. Is it, is it really significantly different than you made it? I guess I'm just trying to figure out, are you more, much more prepared now, you think? Uh, yes, yes. Um, I'm much better than I was this summer. Uh, I'm just, I just want to show what I'm, I can do on the court. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Jimmy Toscano here from the Garden Report, coming to you just after a huge Celtics win over the Cleveland Cavaliers here at the TD Garden. This place was absolutely rocking, and you can expect to hear and see that the rest of the way from the regular season on into the playoffs. My question to you, do you want to be a part of that? Because if so, listen up. As the playoff push heats up, SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to every game. With SeatGeek's seamless mobile experience, you can buy and sell tickets in just two taps. SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. There's nothing like being in the stadium for the biggest plays of the year, maybe a little Isaiah Thomas three-pointer, a little Jay Crowder put-back dunk, who knows, it could be anything. SeatGeek will be there to get you closer to the action for a great value. I got the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere, and with just a few taps, I can instantly find seats. And I actually did just use SeatGeek recently to buy some tickets, not to the Celtics, but to the other team who plays here in the TD Garden, the Boston Bruins. Switch it up a little bit. I don't need to buy Celtics tickets, folks. Remember that. SeatGeek is designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. Saves you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals. And to get you the most bang for your buck, SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed, as we mentioned, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with complete confidence. And it doesn't end with sports. SeatGeek also has plenty of concert, comedy, and theater tickets available, too. I know my guy Jared Weiss recently used it to buy some Kanye West tickets. Best of all, my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. So now you really got to listen. To get your $20 rebate on tickets, first you're going to do is download the SeatGeek app. Go to the settings tab and click add a promo code. Enter this promo code, Garden Report. Easy enough, right? Garden Report. One word, Garden Report. Also known as the best Celtics postgame show ever created. SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. So download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code GARDENREPORT and we will see you inside the TD Garden. Brad, can you just talk about Al Horford's versatility and the number of times he penetrated and dished for uh, three-pointers? Well, I just thought he was just really locked in. I mean, we needed him to be really good tonight because 
you know, um, Towns is is a real talented guy, and so Al had that assignment on the other end for a lot of the game, and then, you know, we were trying to play through him quite a bit on offense, and we need to continue to do that. Uh, I thought our guys did a really good job of playing with poise on that end of the floor for most of the night. Once our defense got a little bit better in the in the Actually, our defense was only not good from about six minutes of the first to six minutes of the second. But after that point, I thought we were, you know, a little bit more active into the ball and we were able to pull away a little bit. Coach, uh, your bench in the second half specifically really did a lot, of, a lot of good things. Just talk about just the contributions you got from those guys. Well, they were better in the second than the first. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they gave us a lot of good contributions, and um, they were into the ball. They were active. They rebounded. Um, they did a lot of good things, that's for sure, and we need them to. Um, you know, I thought that, you know, um, obviously we're trying to rotate our bigs a little bit differently than we have in the past now that we're healthy, um, and I think that's going to eventually be helpful um, as we get more settled into that. Oh, that was that was almost an all-timer. <laughs> yeah. Brad, when you guys uh, played Chicago, your defense played at a really high level most of the night, and it seemed there really wasn't a huge let off tonight. Talk about the consistency that it seems that your defense is bring, giving to you guys. Yeah, again, I think it was the, the middle 12 minutes of that first quarter or first half. It wasn't very good. Um, they, they went from, I think, having nine or right around there at the six-minute mark to 32 at the end of the first. Um, scored it pretty consistently until, um, you know, throughout the first few minutes of the second, they got in a rhythm. Some of that shot making, some of that's lack of ball pressure. Um, and, you know, we talked about that. That was a major emphasis at halftime, and I thought we were better for the whole 24 minutes with ball pressure. They got some shots to go late um, as we were trying to get to the three-point line, but I felt for the most part we were pretty engaged in that. We've been better defensively. Hope that hopefully that stays that way. Along the same lines, um, uh, uh, Carl Anthony and, and um, Andrew, anything particular you did to focus in on them? I mean, we uh, that's, that's the majority of your prep, obviously, when you're getting ready to play these guys. I think we start with transition and Rubio and, and his pass aheads and all that other stuff. But then you got to figure out how you're going to play against Wiggins and the different bodies you're going to rotate on him. He likes to post him. He likes to take advantage of matchups with him. And then Towns is really tough because, you know, you can't switch him because um, he's so big and so good in the post, but he's a great pick-and-pop player. So we had a few things that we wanted to be able to do if we needed to, um, and I thought we did a pretty good job of adjusting on the fly when we needed to.